I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Barbuch. With monsoons and typhoons from the seas, volcanoes among the mountains, and most famously, the earthquakes shaking beneath them, the islands of Japan are among the most disaster-prone places inhabited by humans. In my own experiences, I was in Nagano for the first monsoon to break through the mountains in 50 years. That was a little scary. A mountain I wanted to hike is apparently closed as it erupted only a matter of years ago, and I felt frequent earthquakes. My first was when I was travelling, and my bed was shaken terribly in the night waking me up. The next morning I asked my roommate about it, and he said actually there was no earthquake, I was just snoring so he shook my bed. Since then I have felt quite a few real ones though. Personally, I've been fortunate not to have been hit by anything too damaging and to be alive at a time when Japan is built to handle a lot of these disasters pretty well, and to predict their coming. Historically though, these random acts of the gods regularly killed people with no warning at all. It no doubt played an important role in the development of the Japanese philosophy, of existing in the moment and accepting death as a natural part of life, an absolute bravery which was key to the way of the Bushido. It also created a lot of mythology. To this day, the roads in Tokyo which are closed in the event of a major earthquake are labelled by big signs depicting a brightly coloured, comical blue and yellow catfish. Barboach is a long, slender, white and blue fish with distinctive whiskers. It resembles the pond loach, a common fish in shallow Asian freshwaters. The Japanese name for this fish is the dojo, and the Japanese name for this Pokemon is dojoch, combining the Japanese and English names. The barb in barboach refers to the barb-like whiskers around barboach's mouth. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Barboach's sensitive whiskers serve as a superb radar system. This Pokemon hides in mud leaving only its two whiskers exposed, while it waits for prey to come along. Pokemon Sun told us, Its two whiskers provide a sensitive radar. Even in muddy waters, it can detect its prey's location. And finally, Ultra Moon told us, Its whiskers are filled with nerves. They can sense smells and flavors, just as a person's nose or tongue would. Those sensitive whiskers are reflections of real-life roaches, which are sometimes called weather fish, due to the uncanny way their behaviour changes directly before the coming of a storm. The reason they can do this is that their whiskers are indeed able to detect minute changes in barometric pressure. Another unusual ability of loaches is their incredible capacity to survive for long periods in unusual environments, even excursions from the water onto the land. One way they do this is with a thin layer of mucus, meaning that any loaches one encounters away from the water are particularly slimy to the touch. Pokemon Sapphire told us, Barboach's body is coloured with a slimy film. If a foe grabs it, this Pokemon just slips out of the enemy's grip. This Pokemon grows weak if the slimy coating dries up. Pokemon Emerald told us, Its body is covered with a slimy film. The film acts as a barrier to prevent germs in muddy water, from entering the Barboach's body. Pokemon Moon told us, Its slippery body is hard to grasp, so much so that there are festivals 
where people compete to see how many they can catch barehanded. And Pokemon Ultra Sun told us, Its entire body is gooey. When pecked at by bird Pokemon, it slips and slides its way to freedom. A couple of Pokedex entries, including Back and White and Sword and Shield, mention this little tidbit. In one region, it is said to have been born from hardened mud. Perhaps this is a hint towards something more mythical and interesting coming up. And at level 30, Barboach evolves into Whiskash. Like Barboach, Whiskash is a dual-type water and ground Pokémon. It has a large, slightly squat fish body, with big lips and whiskers, very much like a catfish. With its bright blue colour and yellow highlights, it is the spitting image of the catfish depicted on earthquake signs throughout Tokyo. Pokémon Ruby tells us, Whiskash is extremely territorial. Just one of these Pokémon will claim a large pond as its exclusive territory. If a foe approaches it, it thrashes about and triggers a massive earthquake. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, If Whiskash goes on a wild rampage, it sets off a quake-like tremor with a radius of over three miles. This Pokemon has the ability to predict real earthquakes. And Pokemon Moon told us, Sighting Whiskash leaping from the water is believed to herald an earthquake. Superstitions have long told that observing catfish can forewarn of an impending earthquake. More recent studies have shown that catfish, with the extreme sensitivity of their whiskers, can indeed predict earthquakes, with around an 80% accuracy. Of course, Whiskash does a little more than just predict earthquakes. Whiskash, along with those Tokyo signs, is based on the Onamazu, a yokai which became popular in the Edo period, Onamazu is said to be a giant catfish, which lives in an underground lake beneath Japan, whose thrashing causes the earthquakes on the surface. The Japanese name for Whiskash is even Namazun. The English name combines whisker with perhaps mustache or even catfish. Onamazu, whose name just means Great Catfish, started to appear in woodblock prints after the Great Edo Earthquake of 1855, in what is now Tokyo. Some depictions presented Onamazu as a terrible monster, naturally, but others made it a somewhat beloved Robin Hood figure. After all, earthquakes mostly impacted the wealthy, whose elaborate homes were destroyed. The rebuilding effort would see some wealth redistributed to the working classes. The Onamazu, sometimes just called Namazu, which is the Japanese word for catfish, appears regularly in other anime and video games. I spoke to Jay and Andy, my co-host on the Monster Hunter podcast, Monster Mash, about the Namazu race in Final Fantasy XIV. So, in that Final Fantasy XIV, you've got um, Namazu race, right? Yes. What's their deal? Um, well, the little, the little catfish fellas. Yeah. And um, the, they've got like a little verbal tick where they either go yes, yes, or no, no. They're kind of generally horrible. <laughs> wow, okay. savage! Like, like, like for they just try and like swindle people. Um, oh, okay, yeah, kind of makes sense. They're they're a bit they're a bit of a comedy character as well. Like they, when they walk about, they make a little squeaking noise, and they just look a bit silly as well. Um, but yeah, they're they're just uh, 
like a fun little very yes yes actually quite quite like that quite like that like i think there's a bit when you turn up in what is <laughs> japan <laughs> in but in the final fantasy 14 world um that's that's where they live obviously is in the kind of J- japan themed area which again makes sense with the catfish theme um you, you turn up there and i think they report you are they not to in the mainland to try and get some money Oh, okay. When you're actually no, in no, no. Hingashi, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're, in, but then they're also in the Asm Steppe. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, which, yeah. Which I suppose is more Mongolia. Yes. If you think like, but you first meet them in the kind of Japan themed area. But yeah. Okay. It's worth noting that people didn't necessarily actually believe a giant catfish was underground causing earthquakes. Instead, this was just a fun face to put on the otherwise existential threat. Much as Godzilla was created as a coping mechanism for the atomic bomb. Unlike Godzilla, this goofy monster developed into something lovable, and was eventually developed into a symbol of Tokyo. As well as its penchant for detecting and causing earthquakes, Whiskash also has a monstrous appetite. Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green told us, It makes its nest at the bottom of swamps. It will eat anything. If it's alive, Whiskash will eat it. And Pokemon Sun told us, A glutton that devours anything that moves. It quietly lurks at the bottom of swamps, lying in wait for prey. This was on show in the anime. Whiskash starred in an episode where it was pursued like Moby Dick by a fisherman for 50 years. Infamously, the Whiskash in this episode even swallowed a Master Ball, preventing capture. Despite a good appearance in the anime, Whiskash has been pretty forgettable in the games. It has a certain something going for it as a water and ground type, but unfortunately it didn't make too much of a splash in the competitive scene, thanks to Swampert and Gastrodon doing the same gimmick a little better. Whiskash is the kind of Pokemon I love talking about on this podcast. A weird little fish that seemed completely random, until I learned about the mythological creature from which it actually originated. Fascinating. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Research, writing, producing and editing is all by me, Luke Summerhays. And funding is provided by listeners on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. If you want to talk about upcoming monsters like Corefish and Bulltoy or any other monster, get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN or find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever pods are found. I love hearing from you. If you want more of me, check out my Pokemon Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash LukeLovesPKMN. I've been enjoying playing Pokemon Shining Pearl at 8pm GMT Fridays and Saturdays, and people have been tuning in, either live or more often through the video on demand, so I'm thinking I'll keep it up, and you know, actually invest in a decent capture card instead of messing around with this shoddy USB dongle. Even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Barboach, and remember, I love you too.